it's time for the Everyman Well, Real Man Talk. Let's go. Time to grind, get inside your mind. Yeah, we working overtime. That's the only way to climb. We gon' make it in our prime. Signing on the dotted line, cashing checks left and right. That's the way I'm living life. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Everyman Podcast. It has been a while, gents. Not like anyone will ever know because of the way that we uh, release the episodes. But how are we all doing tonight? Spot on. Decent. Spot on. Nice, Decent. spotty dog. How's the banter was flowing until you. The banter was flowing until you just started press record, baby. Jesus Christ! Do you, you want to? Do you want to start that anymore, mate? It's like you're catching that a football. I was just still laughing at the whole story for the um, the preview. It's time for the everyman. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Christian's one claim to fame in life that he can pretend to be the guy from X Factor really shit. Like he's really bad at it. And it just kind second. of sounds like Is it. Is that you, Lake? How are them paper? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's time for the everyman. <laughs> oh, really? It's not bad, actually, is it? But I we'll was wondering who's done that. Do you remember that last who was on X Factor? I was like, Rachel on an AG. <laughs> I just remember her. She was the best who, who is she? Who's she like? Uh, James's missus, isn't it? Oh, let's. Who's also find the sister? I thought he did the face. So it's um, good to have you back, Joe, by the way. Mindy, uh, you can relax. I can also talk if you want. Uh, Joe, <laughs> it is good to have you back, pal. You've been off for a while, haven't you, mate? I have indeed. I have indeed. What's been happening with you, Joby? My mum's keen to know. She's missed you. Well, Ethan's mother, I'll tell you one thing. I've missed you too. Um, no, to be <laughs> fair, just... <laughs> I didn't think Job had that in his locker, to be fair. I've got, honestly, absolutely no LC that, to be fair. Um, nah, just the Ben. Went on holiday. Just went uh, to Brittany in France, which was surprisingly hot. Like, we went there specifically not to, like, be too hot for the Ben. And then we got there, it was like 27 degrees. And like, obviously, you can see for my ginger jeans, my son has that as well. And it's like lathered in cream all holiday. You looked like you had Why did Bruce you wear hair. orange jeans? Why? I didn't know orange jeans were a thing. What did you wear with them? I, honestly, I should just mute you for that. To be fair, that was awful. Uh, that's um, awful. Well, I'm going to agree with that one. Yeah, you can tell you feel a holiday by you. Jesus Literally. Christ. Well, I had to try something. I just wanted Job to stop talking. I didn't want this to be like that episode where he didn't stop talking for 45 minutes straight. Well, back but, from the barn, what can I say? Exactly. And uh, it stops Lewis getting aggressive when he can't talk every two minutes. <laughs> Starts on everyone. Poor Joby. Good to have you back, pal, Thanks, anyway. And if anyone watching, yeah, I also want to apologise for anyone watching at the state of Lewis Finder's face. Um, if he hadn't told you already, he'd be on holiday. He'd tell you he was Counting down every week since we start the podcast, eight hundred weeks, four hundred weeks, three hundred weeks. But he's very burnt. So anyone watching, I do apologise. The state of him. Thanks, mate. Still not burnt, even though it's been going on a while. I've been back for a few weeks. Still not burnt. Nice little nibble there. Look how happy he is. Oh, look at his cute little face. He's so happy there for anyone who can watch this. But if you're listening, Ethan is doing some sort of weird. Shaky, shaky dance, which is very interesting. Um, Do you want to say he's not burnt? I'm definitely not burnt. But you look like a lobster. <laughs> yeah, you do look like a lobster. I can clarify, you, I, I am not burnt. But A lobster can, that ate too much on holiday 
and came back like a fat lobster. Ooh. I didn't know you went on holiday, mate. We shouldn't be talking about. We, sh- we shouldn't. We should. We shouldn't go into this when we talk about real stuff. Like when we talk yeah. about the fact that we we do struggle with our weight and all those sorts of things. But a good no. Everyone enjoys a good fat joke, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. I think that's one of my uh, my go to things at the moment is just Slate and Lewis. That's all I do. That's all I've got me locker at the moment. Like everyone else, apart from Lewis. Yeah, it, it's true, and it's it's quite cute actually because. I never want to go back on anything because it's literally like kicking a puppy. So it's just too easy. There's so many things to get him back on. So I'll just zip. Um, gents, good intro. Nice to see how you're you're getting on. Uh, we will get around everyone properly. But just for the listeners here, we don't have a guest tonight, which is a nice chance for us to have a bit of a honest chat with each other. No real focus on the guest. Uh, maybe do some reflection time on how the podcast has gone so far. Just a little bit of a check-in, how, how we're all doing, how we're all getting on, how our mental health is, how our health is generally. Um, so tonight's episode is very much going to be um, a little bit more of a deep dive into us again. We haven't done one since uh, probably the first or second episode, I think it was. Well, the first and second episode were just about us. So good chance for us all to probably talk around how we're feeling. It's been a good three or four months since we first started doing this. So it's good to reflect back on where we're at so far. So I'm going to start with one person. It has, Job, you're actually right. And I'm going to start with Dean. So when we started this podcast, Dean, you were an engaged man. You weren't married. I think you've been married about 11 times now since we had them in all the different countries in the world. Um, So firstly, how are you, mate? And how's newly married life treating you hi mate good um keeping busy keeping active um keep getting injured like uh, which is a bit frustrating because all i want to do is exercise and keep injuring myself more and more but um it's good mate you know i was already married before we had our weddings um does feel a little bit different since having the wedding i feel a little bit closer um i think that honeymoon period's over though because we're just arguing at the minute for just daft stuff um, but you know it's all part and parcel, isn't it? You know every happy marriage um, has arguments and stuff like that. So you know it's always bouncing back from it, and um, it's going going well, mate. But how about yourself? Yeah, good, mate. It's been um, it's been a a busy few months for me, really. Uh, lots going on in my personal life, and I think the podcast for me has been a a huge almost outlet for me to probably just keep myself talking to you lot and not sort of secluding myself to my own company and making sure I have a chance to really open up and listen and learn. It, yeah, it's been hugely beneficial for me and life at the moment seems pretty good and pretty balanced. We've been going out training quite a bit, Dean, which has been really helpful. Um, yeah, really good. James, how about you? How, how are you getting on? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, been eating a, bit, a lot better recently and exercising a lot more. Uh, so I, I'm feeling really good. I've slacked off a bit the last week or so, which um, is a bit annoying, to be honest, because I know how much better you feel after doing a workout, but mm-hmm. when you can't be asked to do it, that just overrules everything, doesn't it? And then <laughs> like days become weeks, and then it, like, it doesn't seem to end. It's like a never-ending cycle. Um, but I need to get back to it, and the sun's out as well, so obviously I'm a bit happier with that. 
Oh, sun always yeah. makes everything better, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it does especially where I've been living as well. It's been really nice, and we've got a south-facing garden and all, so <clears throat> uh, plenty of sun. Doing, doing all my gardening and all. Got loads of chilli plants and strawberries and that. Ooh, a bit of an Alan yeah. Tesmarsh, are you? I am, mate, yeah. I'm a oh, proper granddad. Green fingers and that, are you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love my gardening. love my gardening. Nah, to be fair, um, it's hard to get back on it, isn't it, with the diets and stuff like that? Yeah, exactly, because every, every, every bad food, every food that's bad for you, sorry, uh, it just tastes so good, doesn't it? Unreal. So good. Unreal. And it's so much easier to... And cheaper, I think, like to buy some of that's unhealthy or some of that you just shot in the freezer or something. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's hard. But hopefully, get back to it. I've had a soup tonight, uh, smoothie this morning. Ethan's looking at me there as if I'm going backwards on my meals again <laughs> from tea <laughs> tea down to breakfast. Um, Honestly, yeah, you think yeah. that that day when you just walked backwards to your meals, I just didn't know what to make of it, mate. You, and you it was such a good episode. Keep everyone on like, their feet. <laughs> Makes sense. He's a Mackham, you know, goes backwards, you know. That's true. Yeah, and, that's true. and you Not keep everyone on their feet. You don't keep them on their toes. You keep them on your feet. <laughs> on their feet, yeah. That's it. Makes sense. Makes sense. Stand, stand them up. Everyone's just got to stand up. You? Yeah, everyone's <laughs> just stand up. How are you, Ethan? I was bad until I heard you speak, mate. No offence. Jesus Christ. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Me, no, I'm joking, mate. It's good. Me and you actually smashed an episode not long ago when uh, Lewis was on holiday and yeah. um, Dean was on his honeymoon and Christian just decided not to fucking show up. So, and so, sorry, man, for swearing, but uh, he dropped me right in the shit, quite frankly. But uh, <sighs> me and Jake. I don't even want to hear excuses, not neither the audience joke, no, so just meet yourself. No excuses, so, no excuses. Um, But, you know, me and James actually smashed that episode with Reese, and he was a top pro. Um, so that's my shout-out just to James. I know I, I rip you all the time, but uh, you'll stand up during that episode, mate. I am, on a personal level, I'm doing really well. Um, I am trying to lose a bit of timber. The doctor has told us I need to lose about 50 kilos to avoid me back going out again nobody who anyone who listens to the podcast may not have heard but i had back to emergency back surgery in december um and you know it's at risk of happening again so i'm trying to lose some weight i'm probably training the hardest now um probably for about four years you know pre pre back surgery i always had a bit of a problem niggles from me back and things like that but i'm training with, with my pal matty you know he's been a real um, he's been fantastic for me, you know. Shout out to Matty, he gets us on my diet plan, he whips us into shape. We're going to train. His training's a lot different than what I'm used to. He's very much lifts weights, you know. His knowledge is second to none. So, you know, I've been training with him a lot. I've been sort of really getting to know him and a bit more about sort of different movements and different training than I normally would. But he introduced me to a lot of back strengthening training, which I've never really done before, like weight training to help strengthen me back. So it's getting a little bit better. I bought a bike through our cycle of work scheme, which is great. And I'm cycling to work more. And, you know, I'm still training with my favourite two best pals in the world, uh, Rob and Ryan. And, you know, so we're, we're up at five at the gym, things like that. So life's going really well. I think the diet, although it's, it's clean most of the time, like I have fell off the wagon here and there. Like I was picking a little chucky bar before I started and then decided, 
I felt bad, so I went and ate like a full pound of fucking pineapple um, just after. But yeah, life's going well, mate. I'm in a good place. Yeah, just just plodding along. Thanks for asking. What about you, Senor Joby? I know we've had a little catch up, but how are you doing? I mean, just before I ask you, actually, I want to point out how well Joby's actually doing. Myself, Joby, and a few others work together. And Joby um, is a big lad, or he was a big lad. Um, still out, he struggled with weight like myself, like Lewis and Dean, um, you know, but I seen Joby at work the day and I actually didn't recognise him at the double take because I was like, since I last seen you at that wedding, at Dean's wedding, you've mm. absolutely shredded, mate. I mean, I don't know if you would like to talk about that as well, but, but how are you as well? I know, I'm doing well. Um, I am just coming up to about coming up to the five stone mark now off, so doing That's pretty well mate. so far. Unreal that, mate. Well done. It's hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been really, really hard. Um, I, I, I don't know if I explained it to anyone on here really since since we last spoke. But um, obviously, I had diabetes. It was type two diabetes from like unhealthy eating and stuff like that. Um, and it was always managed for a little bit. Um, and then I kind of got normal readings again. And f- for some reason, to me, that was like, oh well, then I'll just stop like taking the tablets and obviously stop like counting what sugar intake I take and stuff like that. And um, all of a sudden I just started getting like ill constantly. And I was thinking, why am I like, why am I so ill all the time? And it was getting to the point where I was like feeling really like rubbish all day, every day, waking up tired, like feeling drowsy, dizzy. And um, obviously like looking after the bear and I thought, well, I can't keep looking after him and feeling like crap all day. So I went to the doctors, had blood tests, and it was worse than I've ever had. <laughs> My levels were worse than I've ever had. So I thought, like, that was the point there. And then when I stood on the doctor scale and I seen the size, but I just thought, you know what, like, something has to change now. Like, I've done it millions of times where I've fluctuated up and down and up and down and up and down. But I think this was, like, a really hard-hitting one for us this time. Um, and that's kind of what's drove us. Uh, but saying that, obviously with being on holiday and stuff, decided to let myself go a bit. So just trying to get back on it, which is what I was saying to James before, when you were saying about like, it's hard once you're like off it for a bit to get back on the horse. That's what I've found since I've come back off holiday. Like I think two days ago, well, I I was sitting, I should have really made me HelloFresh. I've been doing HelloFresh and I thought, oh, I can't be a cook. I'll just get Chinese. And usually prior to holiday, I wouldn't have done it because it wasn't like a cheat meal day as me and Beth were doing um but it was just like the drive wasn't the same as before holiday if that makes sense so I'm just trying to get back on that so I don't know if you have got any pointers but I'm looking for a bit of motivation from me mates actually to be fair I think uh, yeah, mate. one of the things sorry sorry Ethan one of the things I heard about um cheap meals and stuff like that is um quite often you'll have a cheap meal like say for example on the Monday and then you go mm. oh well I'm fucked now, so I'm not going to yeah. bother until the next month. But and sort of an analogy for that is, if you if you're driving along the road and you realise you had a flat tire, you wouldn't get out and go, "Oh fuck," and then pop the other four. <laughs> you know, you would I just fix it. it. So rather than waiting until Monday to start again, like just sort of getting back on it, you know, um, don't let a bad day become a bad week, and a bad week become a bad month, and a bad month go back to old habits. Which I um, think is so what, easy to do, isn't it? Yeah, that's what sort of helped me with, with mine is sort of just accepting that you will have these days where you don't feel like it, but, mm. you know, have your cheat meal, 
and just try and get back on the bike, mate. I love that. Love that, Ethan. Yeah, I mean, just before I say my point as well, I think to second what Dean says, I seen something not long ago on a on a fitness page, and they said, you know, the most important meal after a cheat meal is the next one, because if you have a cheat meal, if you end up spiraling, like I'm the worst for this, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I always need something sweet to finish us off. So mm. like that that's my problem. So like I'll have a nice cheat meal now, but like ooh what can I have for Pud Pud or something like that? You know what I mean? Like, I'm a fucking, like I'm a fucking five-year-old. Like, I seen that on TikTok. <laughs> someone was, like, saying, you need a fucking pudding because you're fucking five, you fat fuck. And I, like, like, I was, like, I laughed at it. And it's a bit aggressive, so I apologise for language, but it really <clears> sort of stuck home because I was, like, yeah, I'm not a toddler, you know what I mean? And that's something that's probably built in from us being young. But, yeah, and, and they always say, like, if you have a bad gym session or if you have a bad meal, what's most important? It's not the meal you've just had or the bad gym session. It's the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me as well as setting goals to try and not give yourself cheap meals or cheap days because I'm a sucker mm. for that as well. I would always get to a Saturday or a Sunday, but oh, I've had six good days or five good days, and then I would have a cheap meal. But my, myself and a colleague of mine, Sarah, who I work with, we actually worked out. So I, tra- I trained all week and I had a two thousand. 200 calorie diet um all week and i built up a surplus of around about five to six thousand calories during that week which is mm-hmm. ju- i think just under just under two pounds about, yeah just under two pounds which is is great you know it's, it's it's quite low for my weight i should probably do more but then on mm-hmm. the saturday i had a papa john's and when i had the papa john's i didn't look at the calories i didn't work it out but when i worked out on monday my papa john's they want to take a workout of what I had. So I had uh, an XXL pepperoni pizza. Mm, about 2,000. Yeah, about 2,500. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, had, I, had, I, had, um, I had like these little cheesy chicken bite things. They're um, about 900. I thought 600. And, yeah. And then, be, had, um, and then I had the some bacon. The dips no, are like, like 700. Yeah. They have yeah. like a garlic butter dip, don't they? It's yeah, not I, think like, it's, it's like I think it's butter. four calories for the garlic butter from them. I think it's like seven. Ones. Not for the little yeah. ones, not the big ones, obviously. And I also had like a bacon, cheese, garlic bread thing. So that those three items plus three sauces, how many calories do you think I had? 6,200 is my guess. 5,600. 5,600. James, what do you think? Oof. Um, you weren't paying attention, were you? <laughs> I wasn't. Ca- I wasn't counting anything. What did he have, James? What did he have? No, no. Tell us what he had. He had a XXL pepperoni pizza from yeah. Papa John's. Yeah, yeah. What else? Cheesy chicken bites. Uh, garlic and dip. Something like that. Five thousand four hundred. I'm gonna say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And Dean, what did you? What was your guess? Sorry. I reckon you're going to be about pretty much where where you yeah, were, probably about Five, seven thousand. Yeah, so it was it, it was just shy of six thousand calories. Yes, and the job's just cake. shy. So all that work I'd done that week, fair enough. I had a two thousand. I hadn't ate the rest of the day, so technically I've got me two thousand calories. But all that mm-hmm. week I end up losing. I went from having a six thousand calorie deficit, maybe more, to having a two thousand calorie deficit, which is you know, a third because of one meal. Yeah. So I think for me, my biggest lesson and something I would take, I would give not just to Joe, but to 
to anyone listening is don't plan cheap meals, especially for the first six to 12 weeks. And if you want a cheap meal, don't, you know, don't hold back. You can indulge, but I would try and stay away because calories add up in a dangerous game, you know, so dangerous. Do you not think sometimes as well, like when you have like one cheap meal a week, it's like that one meal you go extra hard like what you've just described there like for example the chinese i had that i was just telling you about before it was like a full menu job do you know what i mean it wasn't like if i was having it reg could just have a main dish and a side dish you know what i mean it was like five or six different things that i pretended to share with beth but scrammed myself <laughs> the ben had one prawn crack and i was like oh yeah the prawn crack was for the ben <laughs> yeah, to, to be to be to be fair, Joe, you've just said a really good thing because I actually do that. You know, if I get a massive Chinese delivered or yeah, pizza, yeah. I'll shout upstairs, pretend food's here, when really it's just me and me flat by myself. I just go, I'm like, oh, baby, food's here. Do you know? Do you know what I've done? Because my missus always used to kick off when I get a takeaway. So what I used to do, right, is go outside and write on a piece of paper saying, we've just had a newborn baby, please don't knock. And then they would come, right, and then they wouldn't knock, and then I would get away with having a takeaway. I would scran it, and then I would hide it in the, uh, oh, hide in the bin before she had a chance to see it. Mental you know, life. like secret eating, it's ridiculous, mm. you know. Wow, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that. Do you know, one thing, just, guys, you are probably, Dean's probably closer to where I want to get to in terms of, He's cons- now for a longer period of time consistently kept the weight off. He has. Ethan, mm-hmm. you can pull the face all you want. He has. Where now, so I, I really struggle with the the whole idea of if I have a cheat meal of, I don't know, I might have a pizza or whatever, but out of boredom, I'll eat. An hour later, I'll go and eat. But so, for example, I work from home quite a bit. And I don't know if any of you ever work from home where you, your kitchen's two minutes away and you have all the shit in the house you can eat whenever you want. And I, I can be good until six o'clock at night, have my tea, still be really good. And it's like, there's that part of my head, eight o'clock at night or whatever, where I'm like, I now have to go and eat as much as I can until I'm really full. So I really struggle with eating enough versus feeling full i have to fit my body has to feel like oh i've eaten too much for me to then be content with what i've eaten mm. any thoughts on that any tips on that i've heard drinking water is a, a key to help fill you up yeah snacking's a massive thing i think i i, I could happily go to the shops if it was just me and purposely not buy the snacks because yeah me too i don't want to i don't want to eat them but india show us is uh yeah. She's always leave, always leaves herself a pudding belly after her food, so we bought yeah. some eclairs today, and I was full. I was full, um, and you would never have eaten them if they weren't no, there. You would never have eaten them. Yeah. So it was my it was my idea to get them, um, <laughs> but that changed quickly, didn't it? Yeah, yeah that, 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 that story completely changed. Yeah. Right, India's fault. Oh no, but I got them. <laughs> four chocolate eclairs, man. But uh, we had our food today. It was a soup, so we were healthy. Um, and she was like, oh, do you want to look at that? I was like, oh, no, not really. And she was like, oh, I won't have one then. Then I feel bad because she wants one. I'm like, oh, go on then. I'll have one. She's like, oh, okay. And she gets that. Then the whole packet's gone or whatever. Then the whole, well, now nah, we, we only ate one each, like, so we'll save the other ones for tomorrow. 
The, the others well, are gone, by the way. I know my sister really well. <laughs> You're sat on here and she's scrunning those eclairs. Yeah, she's gone out of the shop to replace them. Oh, right. yeah, she's <laughs> replace them. So she's eating, she's eating the rest of them and then another two. So <laughs> when you look, there's the right amount left. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, but if, yeah. if, it's, if it's not there, like I can have, like, I, I won't want it. But if it's there, I'll want it. Yeah. And it's always in the back of my head. Like I'll sit down and I'll go, I know there's a chocolate bar in there. Mm. I'm not hungry. Mm. And it, it might come in an hour after tea. And I'll go, no, I don't want one in my own head. But then half eight, nine, it, it's like it just burns in the back of your head of eat the chocolate bar. Eat the chocolate bar. Because I know you mentioned that you were looking into like the ADHD side of things, but that sort of thing yeah. where you know something's there and you just can't forget about oh. Like you physically cannot. Like I'm, I, I'm something I'm looking into now. It's like biting my nails, right? I'll get my missus hates it when I bite my nails, but I'll get a little bit of it, and I just can't, I can't forget about that little bit. So you know that sort of thing with the food and stuff like that. It can mm. be sort of something to do yeah. with that because you just cannot, cannot sort of forget about it. But that you know, with with me for mine, like I have to have set set meals of what I'm eating. So like this week, I'm having. Beef stew with rice for lunch, two mm. protein yogurts, and then shepherd's pie for tea. And that's what I'll have for six days. Because if I don't have my meals planned like that, I will I'll just eat a concoction of whatever food. And like she she buys loads of food as well. She has loads of snacks, and then she's got mm. a little snack drawer. And if I don't think about the snack drawer for a while, I'm fine. But now that I'm mentioning it now, like later on, I'll probably be like Go looking in it to see what I say. But I like to just especially eat the when same thing over and over. Especially when later on we all message in the chat, Dean, don't forget about the snack drawer. Because <laughs> we're Try really supportive, mates. Is Dino trying to say he's having shepherd's pie for six days in a row? I know, yeah. That's a little well, the, shepherd's pie, the shepherd's pie only lasts for five days because I get five portions Five of it, days but... of shepherd's pie on a night time. Oh, it's unreal. I love it. What was it just before I went away? It was Big Mac salads. So, like, um, oh, the, they're what? unreal. Big Mac salads, I saw without the without the bun, and you just mix mm. it in a big mixing bowl mm. with like lettuce and like homemade Big Mac sauce. It's about five hundred calories, 40, 650 grams That's of protein, good. and this That's big massive bowl. It's like unreal. So you know the volume eating's a really good one. So eating things yeah. that are low calorie, uh, but lots of it. So like mushrooms, mm. um, lettuce, oh, um, stir fries. You know all that sort of stuff that'll fill out your plate. But not increase your calories by loads is a massive help. But, but you know, you see like... about me, um, you know, keeping the weight off. I went on holiday for three weeks, and in three weeks, I put on a stone and a half. Um, so it's I can put on weight really easily. But since I've come mm. back, I've lost about a stone of that. Most of it would have been water weight, but it's just getting that final bit off now, isn't it? Yeah. I can't believe I mean, the dedication that you're going to eat the same meal for 60, 60 you know days for tea. I'll be sick of my life by the end. Tonight's my last bit of shepherd's pie, and I can't wait to eat it when I get off here, I'll be honest. Oh, oh, honestly, that's mental. That's mental. I yeah, I can tell you love it, mate. You're having it every day of your fucking life. <laughs> I won't have it next week, though. No, no. I'll no, go, no, to, some I'll go to something Well else, done, yeah. mate. Have a week off your shepherd's pie. <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> Do you know what? That's what's good about HelloFresh, you know, because I don't know if like, yeah, I love HelloFresh. It's just for me, it's like convenience, not wasting the food, which is obviously good. But then, can we just say we're not sponsored by HelloFresh? But no, if they no, want to sponsor us, gonna see yet. Free. <laughs> yeah, or oh, Prime, or yeah. Prime, which, yeah, Joe's drinking Prime, Joe, yeah, or, 
every or Adidas, which or Vans or Ralph Lauren. But if any of Anyone? those brands want to sponsor us, you know, if Dave's Corner Shop around the corner wants to sponsor us, do you know what I mean? I'll. We just need a mic for Ethan. Ah, it's all one. Someone please. Just if anybody can give us a mic for Ethan. Oh God! But I was just saying about HelloFresh, like it's the consistency of like not having to think about what to yeah, eat. Yeah, I love HelloFresh. I'm terrible at thinking about meals. Like if if I have to do my own weekly shop, you can guarantee like kind of what not as extreme as what Dino said, like shepherd pie every day. But every week I might have the same set of five or six meals that I just Spag refresh bowl, and refresh. Curry, literally fish salad, but yeah, literally chicken. Uh, Chicken curry or whatever, like it just goes round the same crap. Fajitas. Dean's so excited. We, we've just talked about. No, five I just thought about chicken curry there. Um, <laughs> actually, I seen something the other day as well talking about, and I haven't tried this yet, but um, like 150 calories of pasta versus 150 calories of potatoes. So you can oh, have yeah. like a lot more potatoes for 150 calories than you can of pasta. So filling your diet with like potatoes rather than pastas and rices. You know, it'll make you more full. Um, so that's pasta something I'm so going to try this week. Oh, I love pasta. Ask Ethan. Ethan oh, loves that. pasta. Loves pasta. I fucking love pasta. Me and well, I. What's your favourite pasta, Ethan? Like, what's your favourite meal? I've got some facts to lay down as well after the pasta. So, Joe, don't forget that. Remind us. I so, remind. I remind. My favourite pasta dish. Now, this is when I was on serious bulk duty. I was bulking like there's no tomorrow. So what I'll be talking about is that Howard. <laughs> I would have 500 grams of pasta, right? And then I would get that. I'd cook that. I'd do uh, 750 grams of mince, made that into a bolognese. I'll put the mince on the 500 grams of pasta, full bag of cheese, put it in the oven as a pasta bake. I would have two garlic baguettes with it as well, and I'd do the whole thing. And then I would have pud pud, and then I'd go straight to sleep. <laughs> and the best thing is he would do the whole thing naked. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I would. Oh, oh, I'd be, I'd be in wide fronts that you couldn't see. I was had wide fronts because we got over the top of it. Do you, do you look like the guy from BGT? Have you just watched Britain's Got Talent recently? No, the guy who does all that. Ah, oh, it's quite funny actually. Joe, no, try and get but, him up uh, on the screen. What? What? Do BGT? BGT. Yeah, yeah. Cool, final. What? Stavros Flatley? No, this is this year's. Yeah. Yeah, this year's. His routine's quite funny actually. What's his name? He's, do you know his name? Just type Asian comedian. You were going to say Asian fat comedian there, weren't you? <laughs> is he fat Asian fat comedian? Go, I, I said you asked you to go Asian and then he corrected me as Asian comedian. I can't see this this year's, yeah? Yeah, he, he does like this naked pose thing. It is quite funny. I know, for a, a large chap, I do like to take my clothes off a lot. But it's funny people enjoy like, it. You know far I mean? too much. You want to take your clothes off? I've seen you naked more than I've seen my <laughs> missus naked. Yeah, we've just seen your that. ass crack. We've just seen your ass crack before we start recording as well. I just have to say, it's <laughs> the longest ass crack. I thought you cracked his screen. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like the runway off Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> James Stone's yeah. at work with the runways with the planes coming in. <laughs> you're, you're, not even, you're not even the first person to say that, James. That's how bad it is. <laughs> I think I said that about 10 years ago. I'm not even going to yeah. lie. Someone said I've literally got a four uh, the back of my forehead, a little bit of back, and then all crashed down the back of my leg. Is he called uh, Toniyaku? And he's a superhero. I, I don't know. Sure, it is. Is he shredded? 
No. No, I guess it's not then. What was that? Fat man. Why don't you just Google? You're calling him fat. I feel literally horrible that you're calling him fat. Well, just put him on the screen. It's funny. Don't worry, I don't. I will. By the way, we're not calling him fat. We're not calling him fat. I was going to say because if he's men's health podcast, man. Um, we're just talking about the wife fronts. That's all we're talking well, about. I am going to ask you all a question in a moment after this, actually, around the word fat. Because I've got some, I've got some facts problem. to lay down first, though. All right, facts mate. or facts. Is that my lass? <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's not like one of my guys from work, Wilson. So he's he does loads of naked poses. Oh. This actually reminds me of a night out with Ethan. He does poses where it looks like he's naked, but he's not. <laughs> but Ethan just does poses where he's naked. That's yeah. very true. How does get the final man? You want to see the guy who won it? Are we showing this in slow motion or is this actually real? Like, like, this live? is real. It feels. He didn't even look naked there. He does there. No, you can see it. Don't worry, I'm ready. Gee, this is awful. Like, no, I'm right. so glad I don't watch this anymore. Like, yeah, yeah Joe, turn this off. All right, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I Thank just wanted God to make the point that, right. that he reminds me of Ethan's crack, though. The fact that Ethan would do that sort of stuff it's in like a bar, though. He's got talent. In a bar. Yeah. Ethan would take his clothes off into his pants in a bar to show off his ass. Yep, 100%. Yeah. I'll do it again. I'll do it right now. <laughs> Live on the podcast. Please don't. Please don't. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, Mike. Do do your facts. First facts, boys. Here's one. Did you know that food labels can actually be 20%, up to 20% inaccurate, either high or low? So if you've got a a food that's 100 calories, it could either be 80 calories, 100 calories, or 120 calories. I did not know that. That that is, yeah. And also... Yeah, that's a good one. So, yeah, I'll lay that one on for now and I'll save something later in the podcast because mm. I right. want to give Thanks, all the mate. secrets away. Well, Wait, th- Thanks for giving all the humans secrets all away. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, so, boys, serious question here. So, Dean, you just said there around we shouldn't be using the word fat or bantering with each other being fat and stuff because we're a, a men's health podcast. Serious question. So, this is probably one more for... Ethan and Job, who are bigger lads. No, serious, serious question, boys. Makes sense. Do you find someone calling you fat offensive? No. No. I, I, I don't find any offense for it. Really? Job? Nothing no. a little bit? No, I, I guess f- for me, it's kind of like it probably does hurt deep down, like subconsciously, but I suppose I'm kind of one of those people that just try and be like a joker at all times so like when it's i usually take everything as banter 
even if maybe someone isn't saying it as banter, if that makes sense. So I suppose that's like a, a bit of a wall, a bit of a shield for us. So if someone says, oh, like, you're fat, fuck, you know what I mean? I'll just be like, oh, yeah, whatever. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't really get to us, get to us. Um, but have I, like, been embarrassed by, like, I'll give you a good one, actually. Um, I was in the swimming with me son and me partner, and it's, you know, like the whole taking your top off now you're a big lad and stuff like that i don't know how you feel about it even i know you've just been talking about you getting naked all the time he doesn't for me like for me like that's probably harder than being called fat it's just knowing like how out of shape i am and like i feel like people look and stuff like that so it's not most it's not so much the words it's more like how it makes you feel yeah yeah more than that, that that affects me i don't know about you ethan but that's for me yeah, Job, I mean, um, I appreciate you opening up and being honest about me. I, I mean, to, to a degree, I uh, um, agree with you uh, on a level. I mean, for me, I think when I was younger, I really suffered with bullying. And, you know, I had a horrible... This is long before I knew Lewis or, you know, I was in middle school and I had some horrible experiences and it was just fat all the time. It wasn't how it is now, like... The world's a lot nicer place. I know we take the piss out of each other and call each other fat and, you know, say you've got long arse cracks and things like that, which is just not true. But, um, you know, back in the day, it wasn't accepted. People weren't loved for being different. You know, it was very much if you were a footballer, a cool, skinny footballer kid in high school, you know, you were, you were the lad. And if you were the pretty girl in high school, you were the pretty girl. And everyone else was just odd and picked on. And I really struggled with it. And I think for me... What I did was I turned a weakness into a strength because, you know, I'm 30 now and I am realising now that I've got a problem with food. It stems a lot deeper than just, you know, being, just enjoying food. You know, I, I do, it does have a control over us mentally and it's embarrassing to say, but it, it has a big hold on us. Um, You know, and it, it's ruined relationships with friends, girlfriends, like that. For me, I'm very subjective to who I allowed to call me big now back in the day probably two three years ago pre-covid if you called this fat or whatever i wouldn't be bothered because that was my persona i had like a persona i was the funny fat guy because like you say joe if you put that wall up and you know you don't look like people hurt you but now you know through hanging around with a few friends rob especially who i've mentioned a few times on the podcast he's taught us that you've got to you've got to have a certain level of respect for yourself Otherwise, yeah. people won't have respect for you. So now I don't mind if us stay, you know, because we're friends, we know each other, and I'm give it as much to Lewis or Dean or James or you. I'll give it back worse, probably. You know, I've got a horrible tongue at times, but, you know, if, if a regular person or anyone else outside of my friends sort of stays it, whether it's in a jokey way or something else, you know, you'll, you'll get put in your place, you know, because I think you've got to have respect for yourself, but it's a hard barrier to find. Yeah, but then as you mentioned before, taking the top off and people looking, you know, it's, I don't, I've never really been naked in front of a partner. I think I've been, I've had sex oh, really? with me top off. Yeah, I think I've had sex with me top off maybe three times in my life. Wow, and I've done a, and I've done a lot of shagging. Thank you, tell you that. <laughs> I've done a lot of shagging. I no believed everything you said up until then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he lost me that he did it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, so I'm good old palm pilot. Thing. <laughs> but but yeah you know so yeah, it, it swings around about to me like mm. if, and, and I think that's my take on it I think yeah it's, 
It's difficult. I don't know about you, Dean. Dean, you. No, hang on, Dean. I have a question. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna not let having. you skip off that. It's as easy as that. Why don't you take your top off? When I'm having Me? sex. Oh. Yeah. Um. Just because I think it's not like I'm so used to girls rejecting us. Like in high school, like I say, I wasn't. You know, I I didn't lose my virginity until I was 18. I wasn't really fancied by girls. All my pals were getting loads of girls when I was younger. And I had to come into my own stride with having the crack and the banter and things like that. And I just, I think I didn't want to put them off as, like, you know, you have your man boobs and you've got a gut and things like that. And, you know, Max girlfriend who, when we broke up, you know, she would always encourage to get me top and things like that. And they would always say, like, girls along the way all said I would don't care things like that. but mm. to me I want I'm so subjective to the likes of you know your Ryan Reynolds your Chris Hemsworth your Brad Pitt people like that who've got their tops off six packs and that's what probably people think women want all the yeah. time and I, I know a lot of girls these days are like oh we're like dad bods things like that but for me as well I want to get to that level of having a six yeah. pack and things like that it's never going to happen like it's not going to happen but I don't know. I think it's just the thing in my mindset where I'm like, I can't do it because I don't want to scare them off. I don't want to see the real me physically. You know what I mean? Um, and that, that's just me being honest. It's strange that you're so confident around the boys yeah. like to do that. And then when it comes to the other sex, it's kind of like your past experiences have kind of shaped your mindset into like differentiating the two, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's oh, like a barrier different than the girls. Like, I, f- I feel like everyone thinks the same. Like, do you know what I mean? If if someone's that type of shallow person and they think, oh god, he looks horrible with his top off, they're going to be that way regardless whether they're a man or a female, in my opinion. And like, mm-hmm. especially if it's someone who you're with and someone who you've like, you've got a relationship or seeing <laughs> or going out with. For me, it's kind of always been like they've kind of got to love you for you, in a way, sense of thing because. I can get where you're coming from. It's definitely it's harder as a bigger lad to try and sort of fit in with the rest of the blokes who are pulling, especially like on nights out and stuff like that. If you you think like in the clubs and that, like no one wants to go with a fat kid. Do you know what I mean? Like there's that horrible stigma of like I don't know if you've ever did it when you were young, but I can say like I was I was a bit of a knob when I was young, and there's always that game of pull the pig. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be the other way around and be the pig. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? That's kind of... I suppose stuff like that's kind of what's caused people to have that that barrier. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely, Joe. And I think it's it's different when you're making people laugh. Like, Vines, you were saying before, I take my clothes off of the lads. Everyone's laughing away. You know, you're running around naked. You know, you're, like, doing daft stuff and... We you know, laugh at make, first. You make, you, lads laugh at first, then they'll get aroused at how wicked shape I am. But then, you know, it, it's different to the lads having a laugh on and encouraging you and being funny to a girl being like, ooh, like, I think that's the biggest fear in the lad. I mean, take me a top off or take me a pants down for your mm. obviously, genitals and a girl being put off. I think that's the biggest scare because you want to be sexualised. You want to feel you know, like, you're the, the best person in the world for the, the opposite sex. So it, it is tough. It is really tough, to be honest with you, um, in that regard. As, as far as Dino, James, Lou, you don't mind me asking you the question back. On that, I, I on that basis, next, 
Oh, oh no, sorry, sorry just jump, just, no, no. just ask it, the question it, and then I'll jump it, on. It was basically, I was just wanting to say from the other perspective, like I know you've struggled with weight and stuff like that, but from like not a huge lad's perspective, like do you have like expectations of what you should look like? Do you have like that same level of like, oh God, I don't want to take my top off here because, you know, like how Ethan was saying about Chris Hemsworth, for example, like do you compare yourself to those type of blokes or are you seeing yourself as normal lads? Like does that, does that make sense? Yeah, I, mm. I think I, I see myself as a bit. I am a, a lot bigger now than what I was, especially because I work work like like three hundred odd miles away from where I'm from. All my mm. my mates that I've known for years are from. Um, like you notice sometimes when you go home, like I have put on like a lot of weight, and like people will be oh, like, look at the size of you now, look at the size. And I'm not. I'm like fifteen stone, like less than fifteen stone. That's my heaviest. Um. And you'll notice even when I go on the hairdressers from home and that, um, you know, you like to think, you know yourself that you're putting the weight on, but you like to think that people are not going to notice because mm. when other people start noticing, then that's when you think, right, come on, I've got to make a change now. Mm. I remember <laughs> I was working out in Vegas. And I just started wearing wearing glasses and they were like Harry Potter, like round sort of glasses. And then this guy, he was, he was a bit of a dick, but funny as fuck. And he goes, oh, look, it's fat Harry Potter. <laughs> and obviously, it was in front of everyone as well. And it was mm. fu- it was funny. It was funny. But I was thinking to myself, I was like, I- I've got I've got to sort this shit out. Like, because yeah. I'm getting big. I'm, I'm not happy happy with my own body, you know. Like, it's, it's mostly from beer. Like, I've got a right gut on us. Um, and I've I lost, lost a lot of weight before. And I felt class for the wedding, yeah. And then I went out of Cyprus. Uh, I was out there for a few months and just drinking all the time, putting it back on, and yeah, it just doesn't stop. And then you get into that cycle, and you're just putting more and more weight on. And I feel like you lose a lot of weight sometimes. And then when you stop and you get into that cycle, you end up heavier than you were before you even started <laughs> working out. And it's just like that's the most annoying part because you put all that work, you felt really good about yourself, and now you're not even back to where you were. You're even worse. Then you're mm-hmm. digging yourself even deeper hole, and you got to, you know you got to work harder, so it's harder to start your diet and you're working out because you know you've got to put like even more work in that you put in before, mm-hmm. even though you know it's going to be worth it. It's it's like daunting to think of. I think it's it only it only starts becoming worth it when you you see them changes and you feel the changes and you feel mm-hmm. better because otherwise you're just knackered. So yeah, that's my view Dean, on it. What about you, mate? I will me like um, when I was younger, I was really bothered about that, um, having man boobs and you know having a belly on us and wanting to wear a t-shirt when I went in the pool and stuff like that. But mm. I think as I got older, I just sort of realised like, who cares? Well, I'm I'm doing that for when I'm on holiday for people that I don't even know that I'll never see again <laughs> in my life to mm. probably you know like. I seen this thing once where when you walk in a room, you think everyone's looking at you, but mm. in reality, nobody even gives a shit. They might look and just look away. Like nobody looks and goes, Oh my God, you know, yeah. he's fat or something like that. You think that's what you think to do. You know, there might be the odd person that does, but you're not the center of everybody's world. And it's sometimes yeah. hard to, to remember that. Um, so once I sort of thought that, like there's still stuff I wouldn't do, like, 
I'd love to on a hot day when I'm out on a run. I'd love to just take my top off and just run. I'm not mm. quite there yet where I would feel confident because I think if I seen someone like me who was um, like my size running, you know, everything's still jiggling around. I don't think I'm that that confident yet. But in terms of like if it's a nice sunny day, like I've got no hesitation to take my top off now. Um, but I think that's more because... I've sort of transitioned away from the sort of weight loss. I, it's something that I am still trying to do, but I'm my goal now is like more like trying to get fitter and just be mm. a healthier person in general. But I think um, I think just remembering that we're only here for a short amount of period, short yeah, amount yeah. of time, and to you know worry about not taking your t-shirt off. Just you know you're on holiday, you want to get a tan, but you don't want to because you you're worried about what people think. I just since I've started thinking like that, I just I don't really care as much now. I've sort of grew up like not saying that you don't grown up if if, yeah. if you don't want to do that, but it just sort of made us realise you know what's important and what's not like, and the opinions of people that I'll never speak to or care about don't really matter to me. The opinions that matter to me are my friends and family who you know if they think me health's getting out of control, they'll they'll have a quiet word with us, and you know you respect them for that. Um, but yeah, just going back to what you were saying before about you know being called fat. Again, I think it's the context the context of it. You know, there's there's the the laughing a joke sort of thing where people are laughing with you, but you know there's times where people are sort of literally taking the, the piss out of you, and mm. that's where you sort of got to fight that line. But again, with Ethan, you know, was saying about um, he's not so scared now to tell people to pull people up on it, and I think that's what people probably realize. Some people don't realize, you know. It, a joke's funny once, twice, three times, but the same joke told repeatedly is it's a dig. It's it, mm, it's not yeah. a joke. So, um, yeah. and as much as you you know, I'm the, I'm the same. You could say anything to me, really, and it doesn't bother me, you know. Mm-hmm. But once people start saying the same thing over and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. it stops being like a joke and it starts being a dig. So, so that, yeah. that'll be for me. What what about yourself, Lou? Do you know what? I remember when we first spoke about this and I was like, no, it's not really a big thing for me. I'm not that bothered, all that sort of stuff. But since then, I've I've put on weight and I've lost weight since and still need to lose or want to lose. People would say you don't need to or you might need to or whatever. Ethan will say I always need to. But how I feel today, um, I'm being honest, the older I get, the more I'm struggling with that idea and i don't know if part of it is getting older and you don't look how you in your mind's eye when you close your eyes and you think i look like this mm. and then you look in the mirror and i'm bald i'm i'm chubby now like i'm not in good shape um there's there's lots of things when i look in the mirror now i'm i don't like the person who's looking i don't like the look of the person who's looking back um mm. and not trying to make this by any means like a soppy one or whatever but I am struggling with that a little bit at the moment, if I'm honest. I probably have a little bit of low self-esteem. And Ethan's comments are a huge motivation. They are. And Ethan knows my personality well enough to know that having jibes works with me. People taking the piss mm. works. If so, if people are just being super nice all the time, I probably struggle with that a little bit. And that's the competitive part of me. I, I, mm. I like to be the best. I like to try and be the best. And at the moment, physically, I'm not in the best shape of my life. I'm not in the worst shape because if I look at myself two, three months ago, I was a lot worse than I am today. And 
I have to be honest, Dean, us training on a morning and having that tiny bits of competition is massively helping not just me physically, but mentally and, and me mm. coming to terms with it. Because I think for me, as long as I am trying to make a difference of how I, I look, then mentally I can cope with that a bit better. It's if mm. I'm not trying and then your mind gives you all those excuses. My mind, again, I don't know if any of you guys do this, but sometimes I, I'll be lying in bed, say, and, and I'm really bad for this on a night time. I'll be thinking, oh, right, tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to train. And I'll run in my head. I'll close my eyes and I'm going to sleep. And I'm doing it now so I can visualize it. Uh, I'll be thinking, right, I'm just going to run and I'll do this and it will feel like that. And I'm, I'm thinking about it before it happens. And then it's almost like my brain makes me think, well, I've already been on a run. Because mentally I've been on a run. So why aren't I losing weight? And I get frustrated with myself because mm-hmm. I've gone through some of those thoughts and put myself in some of those situations, but haven't actually physically done the exercise. <laughs> so then when I wake up the next day and I, I'm not like, I take my top off and I'm like, why aren't I 10% body fat again? Why am I sat at 15%? Why, why am I not at 10? Like, this is really frustrating. Um, but there's that, there's definitely that part. But to answer your question, Job, how does it feel the other way? Because mm-hmm. I, it sounds ridiculous now at 30 to say this, but I used to be fit, but I haven't been fit in 11 years. Yeah. 12 years. Not not to the degree what, which my mind's eye thinks I am fit, if that makes sense. Mm. So I, me as an, an adult living in the Northeast, I have never, ever, ever been fit how I think I used to be fit. I might have mm. got, been in half decent shape sometimes. I might have been, been able to play football at half decent pace but I've never been fit how I think of me being fit of when I was 16 17 18 when I was playing sport every day I was going to the gym every day I was eating really healthy and it's probably coming to terms with and my partner tells me this all the time Lucy 30 yeah you work now Mm -hmm. you you can if you want to eat something Lewis no one will stop you eating it yeah because I can just go and buy it so when mm-hmm. you're 16, 17, 18, you don't have the money. So you get home, your mum and dad's made your tea, you'll eat whatever that is. And it, it certainly wasn't when we have a bad week. Every one of us here could eat a takeaway every night in a week. We probably oh, have. We've yeah, all had weeks where we've just eaten out all the time or we've eaten. We haven't had a takeaway. We've eaten chocolate, cakes, biscuits, crisps, sweets, mm-hmm. whatever, all in the house, all through the week. We've overeaten. And it's just, I really struggle me and Ethan have the same problem actually with our health. He doesn't realize it, but I do. So we both train crazy hard. Ethan, for all listeners, and I have some of my friends are pro athletes and whatever. Ethan trains harder than anyone I have ever seen train versus how physically capable he is. It's not possible. You you shouldn't be you shouldn't be training at the intensity and the duration and the the, the consistency that you do mm. for the weight you are. There's got to be in my head. I, I get concerned sometimes how hard you train, being the size you are. But mm. you'd work harder than ninety nine percent of everyone in the football team will go will will run and you will keep running until you've done all your sets even though most people are finished like yeah. you're that guy you, you you're you're about the process of training um 
and I'm about the process of training. Like I love to train. I love to play football. I love to to be exercising. I love it. But what I'm, me and you both fall down on, is the process of of dieting. Yeah. We look at diet as an end goal. We don't look at diet as a process. We're, we're not like where we love the journey of training. We love it. We we will. We love nothing more than getting our heart rate up and working really hard. And, and we we love that part. But on our diet, we're looking at it as a destination all the time, and that's why we keep failing. I think me and you think personally, and probably Joe, I'm going to throw Joe in this because he's a crash dieter too. We will calorie cut for a bit. We'll eat healthy for a bit. We'll, we might hit some achievements and then we just go back to old routines because we haven't yeah. fallen in love with the process of eating healthy. And that's where I think Dean is versus, and if it means I have to eat shepherd's pie five nights in a week, <laughs> then I might have to look at it. But no, I feel like Dean, I feel like Dean's maybe more in the process versus the destination. Sorry, yeah, so, rambling a bit there. No, oh, no, fine. I, I think you're very much right, mate, and I appreciate your kind words. You know, like it means a lot, pal. And you know, I'm I'm a bit concerned that you're sort of struggling in that scenario at the moment. I mean, not to make matters worse. Quick joke, yeah. I'm not sure I've ever seen you 15% body fat. Never mind 10%. I don't know where you've got that from. Um, <laughs> I'll, happily, I'll happily show you on my phone. <laughs> no, I'm really joking. But you know, mate, you know, my doors always open for you, Lou. I mean, I've, I've said to you before this podcast, I didn't check in when you're away from holiday. I've, I've, I've not been that sort of friend. But this is why we're here to get this off our chest as a, a group of yeah. friends. And the mm-hmm. thing is, Lewis, you know, you, you, you're being quite hard on yourself because you're very motivated. As much as you're saying to me, me and you train really hard, we're exceptional trainers, which there's no doubt about it, you know, Lou, you're always the first person to be on to me about coming to train in the morning, coming to football training. You know, the season wasn't over and you were already planning pre-season the week after for yourself and Dean and others. You know, it's a credit to you there, but you work in a very stress, stress-orientated job, you know. I will not go into too much detail because of privacy and things like that, but you've created, well, it's very well documented, your rise and downfall, unfortunately. The mm. fact that you're back on the rise, it's not an easy job, mate. It's not an easy thing to rise, to fall hard and to rise back up again. So I think you need to give yourself massive credit because, you know, you're smashing work again. You're not where you want to be. You've, you're honest now, weight-wise or career-wise. And mm. not being, And the reason I push you so hard is because I know that. I know the Lewis finds that as had he's, run, he's run his own career, he's... And in, in, you're going to get there eventually yourself because you're that sort of guy that will never stay down for long. But please mm-hmm. don't let it get on top of you, mate. And if it does, come talk to it. You know, I'll use this as an outlet because you've got to... It's our time, something's got it? to give. It's yes, our time yes, hmm. Yeah, exactly. But something's got to give, Vine. Something's got to give. You know, you've got your young family. You've, you've got your young child who's absolutely amazing. You've got your lovely girlfriend, stroke fiance, stroke. I don't know what's going on. Are you going to marry her sometime or not? Not the fault it. But uh, you know, you've got so much going on, mate. So cut yourself a bit of slack, you know. And and I'll always be on top of you because that's what you need. Um, and and someone always said to me, we can always not literally, though, better. please. Not literally. You wouldn't be so lucky, mate. You wouldn't be so lucky. Tops off. <laughs> no, it is not that episode. <laughs> I think going back to what you were saying before, though, like 
it, it, it does come back to that 80-20. Um, you cannot out-train a bad diet. Um, and it doesn't matter how hard you work, like it, you just can't do it, you know. You, you, Ethan said before that he had a, a 6,000 calorie meal, just under 6,000 calorie meal from Papa John's, right? You couldn't burn 6,000 calories. Well, you could, but it would be so much hard work. So, you know, the easier way, the easiest way to burn 500 calories is just to not eat 500 calories in the first place, you know. So, you know, you can train all you want, but if you can just instead of doing an hour on the treadmill, just avoid that three, four hundred okay. calories beforehand. It's easier said than done. Don't get us wrong. But, you know, trying to um, plan out your meals. I mean, intermittent fasting is something that I've I've used massively. Mm-hmm. Um, so like today, I, I I didn't eat till three o'clock. Um, and then at three o'clock, I, so I had um, protein shake, protein yogurt, um, sliced chicken, 10 satay sticks, uh, plowman's cheddar cheese sandwich to a point where I was absolutely stuffed, couldn't couldn't eat any more. 1100 calories, and then I've got me a shepherd's pie tonight. Um, and then I'm I'm sorted. So, you know, something that I've sort of learned there is, is to try and push that push the feeding so you're not eating all mm. day, especially for you, Lou. If you know you're saying that one of your things is struggling to to stop at night, yeah. just having that having that cutoff period of saying, right. After nine o'clock, no matter what, I will not eat. It'll be hard for the first three, four, five days. But after that, your body gets used to not eating at them times and that, and it does yeah. does really help. So you know, it's all just trial and error. You've just got to see what works for you. But, um, yeah. but you know, sorting the diet is first and foremost if you're looking to, to do that. But one of the big one for me is, and I'm really bad for this, when I stop my diet, I stop everything. I stop the gym. Yeah. I stop. I stop walking. I stop everything. So you know, if if you, your diet's not right, you know, you, our secondary goal at the minute Lou, is to to get fit. So mm-hmm. if our diet's not perfect, let's make our runs perfect. Let's let's make our training, you know, spot on. So at least yeah. if one thing we're sacrificing on one thing, we're doing we're doing well on something else. Yeah, that's right, a good point, mate. Just a quick one from me. Um, just touching on the fasting side of things, uh, you know. I've had a lot of success with fasting, you wouldn't guess in my current state, but you know, I've lost quite a bit of weight on it and I do agree with it massively. Um, something I don't know if you guys have heard of it or seen it, um, but speaking of one of my favourite people ever, Chris Hemsworth did a show for Disney Stroke Discovery called Limitless. Now, it's it went under the radar a bit, but basically it was about six to eight episodes and it talks about longevity in life. And one of the episodes is about fasting and and time-restricted diets. And, you know, Dean, when you're mentioned there, when you're restricting, say you're having uh, an 18-hour window of fasting and then a six-hour window of, of eating. So any anything after 16 to 18 hours, if you don't eat, your body starts to burn fat stores, you know? So that, that's a great window at the start off, but it's a very hard window. Something that Chris Hemsworth does in his shows, he actually has a, a 72-hour fast. Um, he tries to push to even four days. But not How only often? is it good... he do, So he does it, tries to do it once a month. Yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, because what it does is not only um, does it... Obviously, you don't eat in those periods, it's just water and coffee, black coffee potentially. But it actually gets rid of, an, of dead cells in the stomach and in the body and it actually promotes the growth of new cells. It's so interesting. I'm going to do a disservice talking about it, but I would 
encourage you and any of our listeners to go and have a watch of that show. You know, yeah, there's various it. things to do. To do uh, recovery through ice therapy, heat therapy. To do um, intermittent fasting, um, long prolonged fasting. To do stress, um, anxiety. To do so much stuff, and it's really interesting. That I'm a big advocate for time restrictive windows, but be careful because you've still got to have a diet. So what Dean's saying there is he's having that condensed window and he's eating still the right stuff. I got into a habit of eating the wrong stuff and that. So I was still having pasta fucking bakes. I was just having that in a time-restricted window, but I'm still eating three to 4,000 calories. Yeah. I'm not being smart with it. So if you're going to do it, be smart with it and make sure you break the fast right. I don't want to go into too much detail, but it, there's a way you should break your fast so your body doesn't just hold on to the nutrients and foods you've got. But yeah, have watched that show. That's just a bit on me from what, what you mentioned before, because it's really I'll definitely, I'll definitely watch it. Does anyone There's... actually know... Sorry, do you know where you go? I was just going to say, just sorry, just quickly while I'm while I'm thinking about it. Um, one of the... I watched a documentary. It, was, it wasn't a documentary. It was a guy doing a talk at Stansted. Uh, it was talking... Uh, i seen this on Huberman. He talked about the guy talking about it. It was about processed foods and why processed foods mm-hmm. are bad for you and why they make why they make them. But essentially, I'll, I'll probably butcher it, but you, you need to watch it. It's about 45 minutes long. But they have lots of they put lots of sugar in these processed foods, which, you know, spikes your insulin later on, which makes you hungrier later mm-hmm. on. That's why sometimes you'll be stuffed, feel like you can't eat anymore. And then 30, 45 minutes later, you're thinking, oh, I wouldn't mind a snack. So mm-hmm. trying to have um, like whole unprocessed foods is something that's helped me massively. Um, and one of the things it was talking about is the, the, the chemicals that they're putting these um, processed foods to sort of keep them on the shelf for a long time. Um, it sort of breaks down your stomach lining, which tells you, which, you know, transits from your stomach to your brain to tell you that you're full. And that's why we can go and stuff for face and stuff for face and stuff for face to a point where we're full. Whereas other people like my missus who just eats like rice and, you know, soy sauce and fish and stuff, all like unprocessed foods. She eats a little bit of food and she's sort of full. So the, mm. the documentary, I'll, I'll put it in the chat for the lads here, but yeah. it's, like I say, it's about 45 minutes long, but it's a real eye-opener and sort of getting you to eat the right foods. Um, and once you're doing that, it, it it starts a cycle, which makes it easier and easier to, to avoid eating more and more rubbish food because ru- eating rubbish food makes you want to eat more rubbish food, more rubbish food, more rubbish food. So mm. uh, what, what was your question there, Job? Sorry, mate. Well, actually, before I go to the question, it's kind of similar subject of what you're saying about like processed foods and all that. Like I remember I was watching a documentary about buffets, you know, like how, how yeah. they put stuff in buffets and like, and how they get you on, like they load all of their food with sodium, loads of salt mm. and salt and salt and salt so that you'll drink loads and it's like same with takeaways as well. It's not just about like, especially I, I know Chinese is my biggest problem. It's like what I eat constantly if I'm having a cheat day, and it's like that. It's not just the food that gets you as well. Like I'm really bad for like sugary drinks, like really, really bad. Not so much now. I, I try and stay as much as I can to like sugar free, but they're still rubbish for you. But um, I I can easily sometimes bosh two three hundred calories just on me drink on me meal do you know what i mean mm. and it's all stems from the sh- shite that we put in ourselves sorry for using a swear word but the rubbish that we put on ourselves it's not good for you like it's not good mm. it makes you actually like you said more tired more hungry thirsty like 
it, it it's just a spiral of one piece of rubbish leads to more rubbish, which is kind of what is the world and the society is kind of done now with programmed to make people fat really isn't it like if you look at america america especially um i think it's a world where we live in there people want to make money they don't care about health a lot Mm. of the time Um, and that's why it's probably easier now than it has ever been 10 15 25 years ago never mind 50 60 years ago Uh, but what i wanted to ask anyone is about the intermittent fasting and stuff like that i heard a rumor that like after a certain time at night, you're not supposed to eat food. So, like, have I just made that up, or is that like a Jesus Christ. thing? Like, yeah, no, I've, it, I've it, always had that. In my maybe, brain. I've always had like after it, seven o'clock. It's not right. It's, it it's is calories right, in. It's calories in, calories it's out. Not, well, I know that. It is. Hundred percent oh. is. I wish 100%. that guy was on because we'll ask him. But it, 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 if you eat fifteen hundred calories in one day in the morning yeah. or spread across the day or mm-hmm. just before you go to bed, it's exactly mm-hmm. the same. Well, surely your metabolism does slow down during like active sleep and stuff like that. As, as sorry, deep sleep and stuff like that. Surely there is a period where your body does slow its metabolism down. So if you are eating right before going to bed, you're digesting right before your metabolism starts dropping off. There sure. must be some sort of thing. What I would the, say is if you turned up to the Reese episode, mm-hmm. Reese would have answered this question. <laughs> well, I'll wait until the next the next one and I'll ask that. I'll save it for the <laughs> No, no, we should. We should. We should actually ask all of these myth-busting type questions and get their opinion on them and stuff, which is great. Guys, I, w- I want to take the conversation slightly away from weight, though, actually, because mm-hmm. I think we've focused a lot on that tonight, which is great, but equally around how you all are outside of weight. H- how are you mentally? How are you? H- how's life? Is there anything that's struggling? Uh, you're struggling with at all? Uh, Joe, I'll put you on the spot straight away. You've got yeah, a son, very similar age to my son. Um, there's, I think there's only a few weeks in it, really, isn't there? So it's yeah. um, it's, it's tough. And I know there's things that I, I struggle with. How are you? We can say that again. Um, in terms of family life, amazing. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't be yeah. better family life-wise. My son's just started saying dad, which is unbelievable. All he says now is dad, 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 and that honestly lights my day up half the time he was saying mom for so long as well i was fuming i've got a video i'll have to show he you said mum said mum before dad mom he says actual mom not mama he says uh, mom i've got a video not on plymouth lines afterwards it's him going mom and i'm going no Food. say dad mom but uh yeah he, he's making my life at the moment that's that's not even a joke i know it sounds cringy to say and it's like you know what i mean yeah, family's making us feel really good but he really is i suppose stress from work i won't go into that like I'm, i am going through a really stressful time with work um my anxiety has been pretty bad at the moment i've had quite a few attacks and and actually i've just recently started changing my my cbt to actual therapy um there's a charity called mind you might have heard of mind before um but i'm going through mind in washington for some therapy sessions just to see because i've always had cbt from 16 year old for this back and forth between different counselors and stuff like that and it's always focused on how to manage your anxiety and going forward but none of it's ever been backwards and sort of my counselor said it was 
about three, four weeks ago before I went on holiday. Like, we can work on what going forward and we can work on the now and the coping mechanisms till you're 50, 60 year old. But what happens if it's something deeper seeded? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. especially having, like you said, a young lad and everything like that, I'm really determined with the health and the mental health, especially to like try anything. So my first session's actually tomorrow. So I will good actually, luck, let boys, I'll let you boys know how it good goes. Luck, pal. Good luck, yeah, buddy. Good luck, I think it's going to bring some, some past stuff up, I imagine. So a bit nervous about that, but I don't know what anyone else got anything going on mentally or anything. I know you were talking a little bit, Lou, about, you know, being a bit stressed and stuff like that. And obviously, like being a father and stuff like that for the first time would be hard. Anything going on yeah. in your world? Mate, honestly, like I just, yeah, I, I don't really know where to really talk about like, or how to talk about it. Like I just mm. always feel like it's really bad, but I always just feel like a failure. Mm. And it's, again, I know we're not too far from the end of the episode, so I don't want to go into it too much, but th- there's that part in my head where I just feel like I need to do more, be more, I'm not good enough. Uh, and there's all these mm. parts in the back of my head where I just feel that maybe I need to do more than I'm doing. And I don't know. I don't know. Mm. There's a lot There's a lot of self-discovery work going on at the moment around how I can... Because how do you be a good dad, good at work, a good partner, <laughs> a great podcast host, mm-hmm. run, a, run a football club, Mm-hmm. Be healthy in your mind, physically. Have personal time. Have social time. Learn. Let educate yourself. Have fun. Watch football. Like, how do you do it all? And there's probably those parts in my head where I just feel mm. there's so much going on. But if I don't have so much going on, then I really struggle because then there's not enough to do and yeah we talked about this Dean before and we talked about it on our runs that it's I'm pretty sure I have ADHD Mm. so there's I am I have started that process of I'm going down that journey and understanding how my brain works more and a lot of my work is what you've alluded to to be honest Christian it's the going backwards stuff to go mm. forwards because I've done the today going forward stuff. I've done the going forward stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to do the go backwards to understand myself a little bit more to, yeah, because th- th- there's got to be a reason and it could be I changed so many schools. Yeah. I don't have, because I've changed so many schools and I moved away from all my friends consistently throughout my life. And then do you have trusted relationships with like mm. people that you can really rely on? Or could mm. it be the fact I failed at the one thing I really love being a like, trying to be a footballer so then everything else I'm always trying to overachieve to make up for it but then I failed 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 and I don't know there's just lots of things and I'm 30 I'm not 21 anymore I can't afford to just keep making big mistakes in my life there comes a point where it's you've got to get your shit together and yeah I'm trying but it's trying to do everything and it's just hard let's be honest I don't know if it makes you feel any better but just in an honest way window here you are a person i look up to a lot like and definitely as someone who i kind of strive to be as driven as a lot of the time like and it's like but no but no do you know what you have to give yourself a lot of credit as well lulu because you've said it 
you listed so many things there that you're saying, I'm trying to be the perfect this and the perfect that and the perfect this. But you've got to give yourself a bit of lean way. Like you're doing so much that what you do at the moment, it might not be perfect, but <laughs> you're coping with all these different things that some people couldn't even do one of them, let alone seven of them at the same time. Do you know what I mean? So I, I definitely think it's one of those things where you kind of have to put it in perspective of, you know, you may not be perfect, but you're certainly doing a lot and you, you're certainly doing well at it. I mean, from what I've I know I've only met, met him once, your son, but you seem mm-hmm. a fantastic dad from what I can tell. And the way you speak about him, the way you go on about him, like, yeah, I can't fault you from that perspective. And yeah, yeah career-wise and that. I know Ethan knows you a lot better than me and he probably has his own opinion on that. Yeah, so... Um, Boys, I did, think mine, can we yeah, just so, clarify? It doesn't need to be a, like, a blow smoke up my ass <laughs> thing. Like, it really no, doesn't. Was, no, was, no, 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 boys, boys, boys no. I really appreciate it, but let's talk about you guys. We don't need to no. reflect on... Why, like, why don't you just take some praise, man? I know, I just take it. And I, I've I've just got a couple of things for me, like just personally for you, Vines. I think, you know, you, you as Joby said, you're being far too hard on yourself, mate. But I'm being honest, yeah, maybe it's too much for you. Um, yeah. and I'm just going to say this from the, the bottom of my heart: you're doing a great, a good job at everything. But are you doing a great job at everything? Mm-hmm. And no, no disrespect to you, you know, football is probably a hobby now. You're not going to make yeah. a career. Um, uh, yeah, I, th- not, I like, think you're right, mate. I think you're right. You're not, you're not like me, who's going to go to the Northern League next year. But um, yeah. you know, and I, I think you know the podcast you're doing amazingly well. You know, there's a lot goes on the behind the scenes. You and Joey put some amazing work in. You know, the rest, you know, slack ass little bitches. But um, you know, for me, I think I'm going to be honest. You're working for a company. You're not your own boss anymore, even though you technically are running your own department which is new and exciting but the one thing for me which you've got to be great at and you can't fuck up is being a dad so i think you've got to prioritize your work-life balance which you all spoke about i'm not going to blow smoke your ass but you are a great dad you know i've had a shit dad you've unfortunately had shit dad i don't really know much about the rest of the gang um you know and and i would do anything to have the opportunity to have my dad in my life, but I wouldn't ha- I wouldn't want him there who's gonna half off like you did the first time. Mm-hmm. So my advice to you, mate, is prioritize what's important. That's your lovely girlfriend, stroke fiance, stroke whatever. Um your your child, they have to be number one. You have to be number two. Look after yourself as number two. Then you've got to look and think career, podcast, football. But be careful how you're dividing your pie, mate, because you could end up with nothing left and you could burn out, you could do anything. So that's just my advice, mate. You, no, can, tell, it, mate. you, you can take and do what you want with it, but I, you know, it. I think you've just got to... You, but definitely just focus on you and focus on your child, that's what I would say. No, I appreciate that a lot, mate. A lot. Like a lot. Truth. I think we need to go to someone else now because that was far <laughs> too long on me. That definitely didn't need to happen. James, exactly. serious question. How yeah. are you finding life being 300 miles away, the north of Scotland, very remote to the real world? And equally, obviously, listeners will know you are married to my sister. 
that that's tough. Going to be honest. The job. That's how he got the job. Um, yeah, good bit of nepotism. Never Damn heard right. anyone. It's about yeah. who you know, not what you know, and it, Jamesy boy. Um, <laughs> that's it. Man. That's it. Now, yeah, no, serious question. How are you finding it? Because we've never really spoke about it. I can't no. imagine it's easy being away from everyone. Um, or I'll be easy. honest, I, I, I do find it easy. I don't mind. Cheers, James. Ethan, and how are you? <laughs> when, it, when it was hard is when, obviously, like before me and Indy were married, and um, she wasn't living with me. That was like yeah. the hardest part. Like obviously, I love seeing my friends, love seeing my family, but my main priority was going home and seeing India. <clears throat> um, now, now that I don't have to, like, it's, it's like. Do you mean don't so have to stress better. about like, it? You, you still yeah, go home and see my sister. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I still still go home and I, I like to see my friends and that and my family, <laughs> but but I don't have to worry about it as much, you know. Yeah. Um, so be, be the distance is. It's fine with me as long as I'm with India. Like, and we we want to move abroad as well, so that would be we'll yeah. be even further away. Mm. But like, as long as we're together, we're both in the same boat. Um, but yeah, like mentally, like I, I did go through through like a tough time at work. Like I was in Cyprus, and then I ended up getting my head kicked in. Um, that was pretty bad. Like the police were. It involved. was bad as well, though, wasn't it? It was bad yeah. as well. <laughs> Yeah. What were like, James? Tell the story. Hi, right, come on. Um, all right, so, so <laughs> no, no, we just uh, just in this bar, and um, this lad who I didn't know, we were like dancing and that. I had like my arm around his shoulder, and he had his arm around mine and that. And then he just started like punching us, punching us in the stomach. Uh, and then he got us like in a bear hug, and I was just like. Well, before the bear hug, I was just like laughing it off, and then he got me in the bear hug, and I was restricted; I couldn't move. So I was like, "Nah, like fuck this." So when I got out, like I've ended up whacking him a few times, um, and that, that that should have been it. Like that should have been it. He, he's whacked me; I've whacked him. That's it done. But his mate came up, came over. It was a lot bigger than me, um, and yeah, I ended up. I was like bottled. Um, like they were, they were booting us when I was on the floor. There's a few of them. It, it took it took it took a lad who who I didn't even like barely know to jump on top of me, and he was getting booted. Um, so like that, that was, it was a bit shit because like the police and all that got involved. Mm. Um, and they still kind of blamed me partly, um, which really pissed me off because I. I watched the CCTV like so many times, and all I did was defend myself. You know, like I even had like a lawyer. One of them was like a Greek lawyer, um, and then I had like a English lawyer when I was back back in the UK. And like the, the outcome wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but it could have been. Yeah, it could have like it could it could it could have been. Um, so that was a bit shit, and then. Like my work, we were going to Vegas to work for a month. And originally, I wasn't on the list for that. And like all this adding up, I just felt like everything was against us. And I felt like really down. And like all my mates at work, like they they all have like their conversations. And like sometimes I felt like 
I don't really know what you're talking about because I so I felt like I couldn't join in in some conversations. So it, it was all all in my head because like no one disliked me or or anything, but it really felt like everyone was against me. I felt really shit, like proper bad. And like the Las Vegas, I tell India everything, and the Las Vegas thing. Obviously, I'm a 24 year old lad. I want to go to Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure all you guys, if you haven't been before, like it's just something that everyone wants to do. Um, they want to go to Las Vegas, um, and it was a month, and I was getting paid for it as well. So, and obviously, India, we just moved in the house like six months beforehand. She's on her own; she doesn't really know anyone. And then, if I was to go away for a month, she would have been totally alone. Um, so I didn't want to come to her with that because I know how she would have felt. Um. So that was like I was really like suffering in silence, sort of thing, and I just came at like a point. I was just like, "Idiot, I've got to tell you this. I, I, I'm not on the list to go to Las Vegas. And I really wanted to be." And she's like, "Nah, that's bang out of order. Like, you should be on that list. You should be going to Las Vegas." As much as she hated it, the fact of being on her own, like she really like supported me through it. Um, and uh, like ever since, ever since then, like it's been up. To be honest, like I've put me notice in at work after the police incident, because um, I just thought how they see me to be blamer. Yeah, um, it, it was just to- total bollocks. They're not looking after us. Did you tell so you were like, a Nah, man, I didn't. But <laughs> I was thinking it might be the decider. To be fair, <laughs> nah, nah. Nah, I'm only um, joking. It sounds horrible, mate. It sounds awful. It, it was. Yeah. So I put. I put me note. Oh, what's happening there? I put my notice in. Um and then like I, I, ever since then I've been like, you know what? Let's just be happy now. It's too easy to be miserable, too easy to be down in the dumps. Everyone around you like gets on that like train as well. It's easy to bring other people down. So I try to be as happy as I can now. Like I'm leaving, the end's near. Um so yeah. Yeah, mate. It's, Do you know what better, you're looking at? Now. And you're looking at somewhere like Qatar or the Middle East, and you're just going to go and make a shitload of money. So that's the goal. That's the goal, mate. You're, you've got a wicked, you've got a wicked trade. You, you know your shit. You're smart as out. Yeah, you're going to smash it. So don't let little moments and blips in your life. Yeah. And and that is a blip. And do you know what? Everything in life happens for a reason. I am such a big believer in that. That mm-hmm. happened for you to leave this stage in your life. So the next chapter's even better. Mm. Yeah. Because you were thinking about it anyway. So it's the next yeah. chapter's coming and you're gonna you're gonna smash it. Yeah. Thanks. Sounds like you've got a good wi- woman there as well. Like support. Oh mate, she's class, you know, like and the, yeah, she's and the thing is she, the thing is, right, I'll never find anyone who loves me as much as she loves me. Love that man. You know, she, how, she, a serious she, question. How long how, how old were you when you got together? You were thirteen and fourteen, weren't you? She was fourteen, I was fifteen. Fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, it'll be nine nine years next month. Wow, Unreal. which is crazy for that sort of age, isn't it? Yeah, Unreal. Hey, we've we've grown up together. You know what I mean? Like we, we've we've been through like a lot of shit. Like obviously we're both in school together, seeing each other every single day. And then I went to college, so we see each other a little bit less. I got my first job, see each other even less. It was less and less. Now job, I did what I do now, and I, I work away. Um, so I was seeing her like. Like for just only like only weekends, like every month sometimes. Maybe that's not like be a away from wasn't it? Yeah, and then I'd be away for months at a time, so I don't even see her then. Um so 
we, we've like molded to each other like i think like love that we're both like re- really like really suit each other i think do you know what? they're their own being honest they're the only couple i know genuinely out of everyone i've ever met in my life who go out on the piss together properly like they will go clubbing together like they're two best mates most couples usually fall out. <laughs> oh, being honest, being honest, you yeah. tell me that. Like I was going yeah, to say, like, most couples usually <laughs> fall out. Honestly, they are they buy each other shot. They try and get each other the most pissed they can get. It's like a competition. It, yeah, they are. We went we went out. Aberdeen a few months ago, and we did fourteen shots each. Bloody hell! <laughs> wow, that makes you feel so ill. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Good. We're just old, darling. We're just old men now. Yeah, that's true. Kind of not like these young uh, books. So, Dean, thanks for that, James. Really appreciate you opening up there. It's great for the listeners to actually equally get to know a bit more about you. It's good for us story as well, because we haven't. Yeah, we haven't done that sort of intro with you properly yet, as well, which yeah. was good. Um, Dean, you are still. We touched it at the beginning. Fairly. I know you were married before, but we didn't get to the ceremony till the the UK one anyway. Mm-hmm. How's life for you? How you, you touched on it briefly, but how how are you generally where where you are in your life and things? Hi, all right, mate. There, there we are, the, the gang. Um, I doing well, mate. Um, works a bit, getting shit. Uh, if I'm honest, targets <laughs> are gone sky high. <laughs> targets are gone sky high. They're announcing job cuts. You know, the more I start looking into the way AI looks to be going, and the more you start thinking about what that might mean for the future, the more mm-hmm. you start to worry and then think yeah. about what more things could come. And, you know, I do often dive into a little bit of a conspiracy, and it seems the more things that the, what saying is going to happen seems to be coming. And then if you if you start to believe a little bit of it, you might start to believe all of it, and then it just gets on top of you. So I'm trying to remain as positive as I can be. Um, but I'm just sort of weighing up my options at the minute. I really don't know. Yeah. I still don't know what I want to do when I finish school. And I'm at a point now where I really need to be making some sort of decisions on, 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 do you know you shouldn't career. be in schools here? Like, <laughs> No, I know this is the thing. So I finished school, what, 15, 15 years ago, 16 years ago now. And I still don't know what I want to do, but I just know that, Working in a call center is not, it's not a lasting job now. You know, mm-hmm. there'll be the first jobs to go if AI does take off. And um, so I'm just trying to weigh up what to do. But it's Dean, just, for, just for some perspective, though, mate, mm-hmm. I'm, I look at myself very much on a career. I still don't know what I want to do when I leave yeah. school. Yeah. No, I know. Everybody so, says the same thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. think you ever really do. Nah. Um, so I, you know, I was did the save share scheme during COVID for three years. So I pretty much guarantee that I wasn't going to leave EE or BT until August this year. So, okay. you know, I'm still sort of up in the air about what to do. I, I like the job. The job's a good job. But, I mean, I'll give you an example. They've, they've just come today and said, oh, we're really sorry. I know you've already worked, you know, a quarter of the month. But one of the guys didn't realise it was a five-week month and not a four-week month. So, your targets need to go up by 25%. And it's like, well, wow. so I've gone from looking like I was earning 1500 quid to earning zero because I'm miles behind on one of the targets that I need to hit. So 
it's just stuff like that, you know, it's just getting harder and harder and harder. You they want more and more and they're giving so you less true. and less. I mean, you they want you to make the company six hundred thousand pounds and you're gonna get paid six hundred quid. Uh, and that's per agent, you know. So it, it's a it's a difficult one, but just like I say, you've got to make some decisions. I've never worried about it before. Um, I've never even been never even kind of crossed my mind, you know. But now I'm just starting to think to myself, I need to maybe think about what, what I do. What, what what I will say to any of you considering your career, the fact so we've had so much huge feedback from this podcast. And if we're all really honest, we haven't really started, have we? No, to where this is, where this can go, we literally haven't really started. Hmm. And the amount of feedback I've had from very, very senior people running some very, very big businesses saying that we're doing an amazing job, even doing this means career-wise, okay, it might not pay you a wage today, it might not in a year, two years' time. One day you'll earn money from it, but the doors this will open because employers will hear you being so candid and open and honest hmm. and really genuine, nice people. People want to work with good people. So, yeah, use LinkedIn more. Get yourself out there more. Connect with loads of HR people, recruiters. Hmm. You will find loads of opportunities. I am 100% confident. I think with, with this, I find that the build-up to the podcast, I'm like, and I'll I probably get lynched for this, like, but I'm like, oh, yeah. podcast tonight. And then when I get on, I'm like, oh, it's actually wicked. Yeah, I think yeah. I just build it up in my head. And then I'm like, sort of, I'm in an hour and about it and that. And then I get on, I'm like, actually, it sounds like, we, we just need to be more consistent with it, don't we? Um, I think once that once that comes again, probably because this is my first podcast back for four or five weeks as well. But so mate, it's like that first day back. I've been on holiday. Thing, you know? You've been yeah. on holiday. Joe's I've been on been holiday. holiday. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, there's been lots of things. I think we'll get there, but yeah, you, you're right. Um, we just need to step up and be a little bit more consistent. And, no, but, and your job might not be in sales. Remember that. Your job could be yeah. working in, in any other role for any other business. So don't yeah, limit well, to yourself. To the I've got no other. Done. I've got no skills. I didn't go to university. Like. No college. No I didn't college go, degree. I didn't, go, I didn't go to university. Yeah, that is a mm. good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, but didn't you get like a tail roll and then a thingy? Like now to get a tail roll, you've got to come off the phones for two years and do an aspire course, and then you don't even get a job at the end of yeah, it. Yeah, you did hit then... gold at the time, like Lou. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it got so much harder after. We're not gonna talk about how. Joe, we know you definitely know. I was in. Oh no, I know it's all you. Yeah, I know it's you. It doesn't work like that now, though. Like you can do every Saturday if you want. Yeah. No, no, no. People complained how quickly. Like I wasn't getting paid. Dean, I wasn't getting paid. I was going in on a Saturday and Sunday to just to learn. Unpaid, eight hours a day, learning, 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 shadowing, writing training, writing coaching sessions, writing. Like anything to get ahead. A newsletter. Like, mm. a new, newsletter. I did a newsletter for the whole company, <laughs> just because I was, I was trying to progress. And Job was on it. Yeah, I was. I'm still on. I know. But that's why sales, <laughs> sales for me though. It's one of them things where if you're good at sales, you can get more money. So you know, yeah. you can earn. Yeah. There's not many jobs where I could 
I, I don't think there's any jobs that I could get what I earned last year. See, that's my problem. That's what. That's how I feel at the moment. No, not in one year. So I took a hit. I took a, a hit when I became a team leader. I then took a sideward step, took a slight hit, mm. then another slight up, and then an up, and then an up. So yeah, you have to take. Yeah, you generally drop because you're a commission type role and that. But anyway, we can talk about that offline anytime. <laughs> we'll talk about it on our run tomorrow. We're gonna have a proper career. Yeah, chat. yeah, okay. Um, Ethan, how are you? I suppose one question I have for you, mate, and it's one thing I struggled with when I was in your situation. How do you find living by yourself? Yeah, mate, it's, uh, it is tough. Don't, don't get us wrong. I mean, there's I'm up and down similar to everyone else. You know, James, I appreciate you opening up. I mean, I prefer the uh, Claire story a bit better where your girlfriend and you split poor Claire's, but you know, I appreciate you opening up for once. Um, you know, I, I appreciate this pity party we're all having right now, so I thought I'll have my pity say. Um, but, you know, like, I, I think for me personally, I'm I'm training harder than I have for years. My back is really still really bad, but I'm still able to train. Um, my diet is getting there, but it's not ideal. The weight's struggling to come off. Uh, I was dating someone recently. She was a lovely, like a really nice girl, sweetheart, but things didn't end very well, um, which involved me ex. So, you know, it's, it's been a weird time for me because I, things were on the up. You know, I was training hard. I was losing the weight. I had a lovely girl in my life. Then all of a sudden I've gone to struggling with me diet. I'm still training hard, but I'm no longer seeing that girl. And like you say, Bindy, I live alone. Um, you know, and, and as summer comes in, I think that's where it hits the most. So winter, I'm very much, I get up, I go to, oh cool, James, thank you, I had to listen to your shit when you were talking, thanks for leaving. <laughs> when you were telling your stories about your fucking... I'm still listening, don't worry. Fucking Claire boy. Um, <laughs> that's where he's going. <laughs> and now he's going to get the last of Claire before India does. Um, you know, so during the winter, I get up, I train, go to work, come home, go to sleep. It's very a dark time. It's a dark for everyone. You know, there's no sun. Like that. In summer, I think I miss actually people more. So I'm the opposite. You know how this all this thing on Instagram about hot girl summer, you know, you want to be single and flirting things like that. I think I'm the opposite. I want someone in summer so I can go on hikes with, you know, I can go do stuff. You'll go axe throwing, mini golf. Go just even down the beach with someone, you know what I mean? Because... There's only so many times, now I'm going to say their names again, there's only so many times that you can ask Rob and Ryan to go down the beach before they start getting a bit weird. They're like, they need a counter for it. No, they're like, fucking hell, you've asked us to go down the beach five times this week, do you fancy or something? You know, so... And the answer is yes, you do. The answer is yes, I do. They are two very good-looking blokes, though, I will say. They are both... Oh, definitely. The tattoos, which one's that one? Rob. Ryan's, I think I think Ryan's better looking than Rob. Sorry, Rob. Ryan, Ryan's, Ryan's a stud. I think I'm better looking than the pair of them. If I wasn't fat, I'd be it's the not. best looking lad around. <laughs> You're not, mate. <laughs> mate, I am really good looking. You said I'm good looking for years. You said to me. You are yeah, good looking. If I, if I wasn't fat, I'd be good looking. Mate, I've never said you were if you weren't fat. I've said you're good looking. But if but I wasn't fat, Rob I'd and be Ryan. Better. Yeah, you'd but if I wasn't fat, I'd be better. <laughs> I don't know, like. <laughs> Mr. Fifteen percent body fat. Mr. Fifty percent body fat. Is that them yeah. skills, Lou? 
Oh, yeah, so get them skills. skills off your phone. Be phone tells how much I'm Actually, I, I am lying because I did check and I'm 17. I'm 17, so I'm lying. Oh, brilliant. What did you stand on your phone to tell you? No, I have scales that tell me, mate. How was the eclair, okay. James? How was the eclair, oh, mate? Hey! 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 I'm going to go and get my shepherd's pie in a minute. All in one. All in one. What a way to end the podcast, boys. Sorry. I've gone. Actually, before we end, I actually have a question for every single one, but just a quick fire one. All right. What does everyone see themselves like? What What is your ideal life in five years? Oh, like, I don't want you to go too deep. No, that's what I'm saying. Not too deep. I don't want you to go like deep, deep. But like, easy. Where's yourself? Health, career, aspiration. Like three, three points. Who are you asking first? You know what? I'll kick it off so you kind of get an idea. For me, I would love to be another four or five stone down. So I'm going to commit five stone because I would love to be a little slender. Five stone down, maybe another addition to the family. <laughs> that would be yeah. an aspiration. Just finishing off the the little the crew that gang. I've got at the moment. Exactly. And then career-wise, I'd love to find something that just makes us happy. You know, I like... If, if I, in five years' time, can look back at this moment and say, I am genuinely happy with my career, that is my three goals for five years' time. And I'll pass the baton on to Luke, because he's to the left of us on my screen. So To who, sorry? You, Ludo. Um, five years' time. I really deep one. I want to find some peace in my own head with okay. some of the things I was saying before. Mm-hmm. Maybe stop holding my... Because I, I do, I honestly battle with myself every day. So, hmm. yeah, I definitely want to find some peace. Um, I I want to feel content generally in my life because I, I never really do. So I, I want to find that place in my life where I, I'm not looking for the next thing. I'm not trying to do something else. So I'm just happy with what I have, where I'm at. Hmm. Like I want to I want to get to that place. And I want it way quicker than five years. <laughs> There's the problem. <laughs> like I, I, I want to get to, I want to find a place where mentally I'm at peace and calm versus my brain always being at, because it is, it's always at a thousand miles per hour. Yeah. And with that will come family, blah, blah, blah. I, I still want all of those things, obviously, but that, I think that will make me be more present. Love that. Love that. Uh, um, let's go with James. In five years, well, I'll be about thirty year old. <laughs> so, prick! I'll be old. I'll be old as You'll fuck. be twenty nine. You'll be twenty nine in five years. I know. I know. I will. Um, I want to be comfortable, um, money wise. Mm. I want to have like a decent, stable career where I'm yeah. earning. Enough money where I'm not living like paycheck to paycheck. Mm. Um, so you need about you need about forty grand a month with my sister, yeah, yeah, and the rest. <laughs> um, that just goes on a Claire's. I was gonna say yeah. the prices went up in Tesco's these days. <laughs> um, I like to do do like some traveling. Um, mm. Five years time, yeah. Hopefully, have have a kid by then mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, make um, me another uncle. Yeah, that, that, oh, that'd Logan's be, baby was cute. That'd yeah. be great. Um, 
Yeah, no, not not thought too much about it, but yeah, a stable career in a company where I can work my way up. Love that. And man. just just be comfortable and have a mortgage and a house. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the main one. Uh, we'll go Ethan. Uh, I'll just be happy to be alive, to be honest with you. That's all I'm bothered about. I'm, I don't. I'm fucking, I don't think you mean that. Wow. I don't think you mean that. I'm fucking. I'm fucking tired. Me. I'm just tired. I'm <laughs> just, just tired tonight. I don't know. I've I've party too hard. I've too. Too many drugs, women, alcohol, food. I'll be if I make thirty-five, I'll be happy. By choice or by no choice, but we'll see. What about you, Dean? Um, Hang on, are we actually going to let Ethan get away with that I answer? Act. I think you're going to have to flip that back and give us some depth there. No, I don't know. Like you don't really know what's around the corner. You know, I've, I've. Do you want like to settle down? What would your ideal life look like? Time? Yeah, I just I just want to be alive. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't think I'll be here in five years, but you will. If be. I was, if if I was, I would like this. I don't know. I think I would still be fat, and I'd no, probably still be, be trying. I'd still be trying to lose weight. But, do you think uh, you'll have a? Do you think you'll have a, a missus and live with a missus in five years? Nah, I don't think I will. I think I, I should have had this. Uh, this this ooh, this uh, two two girls I should have married. And I didn't, and I think, I think I, I uh, blew me chance, and uh, I blew me chance. So, I think I'm not really fussed. Fuck it, what can I say? It's one of those. I think you, if you don't appreciate what you've got, like it's that song. And if you don't appreciate what you got, then you know. And I've, like I said, I've had what's that two, song? This de- oh, fuck me, I thought that song is. It's something by Bass <laughs> Hunter, isn't it? Now you're, you're gone. gone. <laughs> I realize my love to you is strong. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, no, isn't isn't old enough <laughs> to know what that is. No, exactly. I do know that one. That is a tune. Uh, by the way, who invited James when we're in that we're 30 and he's 29 and 5 years? <laughs> yeah, prick. But, uh, he's 29 yeah, and 5 years, by the way. You said yeah, 29. I'll, I'll, I'll not even be your age by then. Oh, right. Jesus Get him moved on, Dino. You, right. Yeah, but you Dean. guys have got the wisdom. Come on. Dino, Bob, um, he's got the 15% body fat. <laughs> In five years. In five years. Uh, I would like to, in five years, potentially have my own business that Love where that. I'm working for myself. I, I haven't quite figured out what yet. Um, I've got a couple of ideas. Um, something where, yeah, potentially, yeah. Um, that that would be something where I can work like say five to six hours a day, like max. You can do it at any point throughout the day. You know, I can get up in the morning and go for a run and go to the gym, sit in a sauna, go for a swim, you know, drop the kids off at school, whatever. Um, come back, do a little bit of work, pick the kids up, do what I need to do. Probably playing over 35s football by then. Um, That's two years, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, two years in February. But uh, that'd probably be my ideal life, really. Just just something where I can just chill. Just... So you can have kids then? Yeah, we're, we're trying at the minute. Uh, so I should wrap up like... Uh, well, I, I shouldn't wrap up if we want kids, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, if, I mean, we're trying to not argue to... 
so that we can you know try for a baby because <laughs> if we have an argument she uses that as punishment even though she wants a baby she punishes me by letting it, not letting her <laughs> have a baby it makes no sense I don't know it doesn't even make sense as I say it now but um but I, I think that would be probably probably sound for me something like that just don't want to just want to get out the nine to five working even like I I would take a pay I would happily take like a pay cut 10 15 grand less than what I get paid now if it meant working five six hours a day for myself so I think it is something that is achievable it's just sort of working it out and mm. you know I'll get a bit of money off the shares and I'm just sort of still dotting the I's crossing the T's as to sort of what it is that I want to do mm. still don't yeah. have a f- full idea but you know it's got a bit of time to think about it so Aye. Yeah. Well, boys, that has been a cracking episode for a not expected one tonight. That has been probably my favourite one yet, actually. I think. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, really enjoyed that. So, boys, thank you very much. Anything anyone wants to say before we wrap before we end the the pod? Does he even want to do a no. see no evil, hear no evil for? One of the guests I haven't who's done gonna, one yet. Could be the guest. Who's going to be the, the guest? Who haven't we done? You. I haven't been James. I haven't been Lewis. It wasn't. Um, I'm going to say, go on then, James. Give us something. Here, no evil. I see no evil. Uh, I've done one. I've done one. You no, said no, he didn't Lewis, do Lewis, one. I, did. I just said I've done he one. He did. He did. What the fuck? Oh well, it shows how tired I am. Uh, <laughs> Mindy? Um, I'll go with a book. Uh, my book is one that I would definitely recommend you all read, especially where a few of you are struggling with what you want to do in your life. Mm-hmm. It's called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. It's all about purpose. Um, so he talks about a, a principle called the Golden Circle. James, did you've read it, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it talks about the golden prince, golden circle, which is essentially three principles. So you have what, how, and why. So if you think loads of us know uh, what to do, you might even know how to do it. So you think about your job, you know what to do when you go to work, you know how to do it. But how many of you know why you go and do the job that you do? Hmm. Just for mo- If it's just for money, you're probably not feeling very fulfilled. If it's because you really enjoy it, you're learning, you're progressing, you're you're getting the social aspect out of it, you see a future mm. in it, then maybe that's where your whys are. And it's about aligning your whys to, or, yeah. or your purpose to your whys and your actions and the things you do. And but equally, you can trans, you can sort of transfer that to uh, your relationships with people, even your the, the employer that you work with. So you can do like an analysis on the employer the work, you work with. Are they a good company or not? What they do? Yes, everyone can describe what their employer does, describe how they do it. But if, if a company's vision and values don't align to their why, then are you probably working for a company that is going to be here in 10, 15, 20 years time? If their why isn't clear, they're probably not going to be here. So there's loads of learnings from that. And it's definitely the most profound book for me. And it's one that I, I read probably once a year and I have done for a, a number of years now just to keep that clear. Yeah, to have that clear. Honestly, <laughs> mate, it's life changing. And it definitely was for me. Um, so absolutely recommend Simon Sinek uh, Ethan happy to lend you it if you want to read it um, <laughs> Dean's like fuck's sake I've just bought it <laughs> but yeah I'm going to definitely lend you it um, but yeah definitely start with why by Simon Sinek do you think I can't read or something what's 
Yeah, yeah. Joe, I don't think you read, but if you, if you read, you can read it. Just, just color and read the messages in the chat. <laughs> just color and read. And on that bombshell, I think we will end tonight's episode. We've been here pie. Shepherd's pie. Catch you later. Shepherd's pie. Right. Bye, bye everyone. Good one, mate. See you later. Let's go. Time to grind, get inside your mind. Yeah, we working overtime. That's the only way to climb. We gon' make it in our prime. Signing on the dotted line. Cashing checks left and right. That's the way I'm living life.